Hey everyone, this is Rabbi Brian. If these podcasts have been a blessing to you, will you please consider being a blessing to the nation of Haiti? Mishkan David supports two works of the Lord in Haiti. First is our orphanage, Beth Besed, which means House of Kindness, where 40 children are cared for each day, both spiritually and physically. And of course, there's our own Rabbi Peter Oliveira, who's setting Haiti ablaze by restoring it back to Yeshua, restoring it back to Torah, and to the Jewish roots of our faith in Messiah. Listen, to learn more, please visit www.torahforhaiti.org. That's T-O-R-A-H, number four, Haiti.org. There you can give a tax-deductible financial blessing and sponsor a child for only $20 a month. Hey, thanks for considering, and may Adonai bless you. Enjoy this podcast, which was recorded at our Mishkan David Shabbat service in Rhode Island. Shalom. I put out a little uh, teaser on Facebook about a triple blessing. <laughs> there's a lot of, uh, you know, there's some scriptures that talk about a double blessing. How much better a triple blessing? Of the, uh, there's a couple of parts in Scripture that does speak about a double blessing. We know that Elijah asked for the double portion. Uh, Elisha asked for the double portion from Elijah. Um, what are some other double portions? Oh, the song that we sang today, the Isaiah 40. God says He's going to bless Israel doubly after for all they went through, and you know. So, um, but in this week's Torah portion, you know, Nate when he was giving his drosh was saying, well, how does the Torah portion relate to today? And like, what are we supposed to do? We're not farmers. Um, so uh, I'm going to kind of take it from there and take that baton and I'm going to go with it of how the Torah portion relates to us today. Um, so there is a concept of a, of a triple blessing that I see in this week's Torah portion. Uh, as Nate was sharing, we see the concept of the Shmita. Now the Shmita is a concept that became popularized over the last couple of years because it's a pretty famous Messianic rabbi. Well, he actually became more famous after he wrote the book. Um, but he wrote books about, about the Shemitah, and it became very popularized, and it's, 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 the, um, it's the, the rest of the land. So the children of Israel had this unique commandment that they had to keep that they sowed the land for six years, okay? But the last year, the seventh year, they actually were not allowed to do anything to the land. They weren't allowed to sow. They weren't allowed to reap it. They weren't allowed to prune any bushes or any trees. If the, if the apples fell from the tree, they weren't allowed to collect it. They weren't allowed to gather it. They had to let the land completely lie fallow. Now, the Bible is 100% a spiritual book. It is a book from the Lord, but, you know, not everybody believes that the Bible is a book from the Lord, right? There are people that, you know, will say, well, it's not really from the Lord. I'll tell you one thing. This Torah portion can be written by no, no man. And, and let me explain why. The, the Torah is actually the constitution for Israel. It's their law. It's how they're supposed to live in that society. Just like we have laws in the land, it's the laws of the land for the land of Israel. So what human would ever put into a law, you're not allowed to plant for a whole year. Like, what? it is almost a death sentence if it's from a human. But God is no human. And this is no earthly kingdom that he establishes. It is the kingdom of heaven. 
and the kingdom of heaven doesn't need to, uh, doesn't need to follow the rules of physics, of biology. So it says in the Torah portion that the children of Israel are going to say, well, if we're not allowed to plant during the seventh year, the seventh year is that Shemitah year, the year of release. If we're not allowed to do anything to the land, we're not allowed to collect the apples. We're not allowed to collect the, the peaches and the pears and the, and the grapes and the olives. We're not allowed to take it. It says in Torah, well, they're going to ask, or you, they ask, well, what are we going to eat? What are we going to eat for the year? And here is where the Torah has to be divinely inspired and not for man. God says, in the sixth year, like Nate shared, I am going to command the land to release three years of blessing. Three years of crop in one year. George Washington can't promise that. Alexander Hamilton can't promise it. James Madison can't promise it. The Constitutional Convention cannot promise that. That if you trust me and don't work that land in the seventh year, I will command the land to yield three years of blessing. Is that an amazing scripture? Three years. You will be able to eat it in the sixth year. You will be able to eat it in the seventh year where you're not allowed to take anything. And then in the eighth year when you're back to planting, you will have enough for that year as well. Three years of blessing. A literal triple blessing. And what does that mean for us? As Nate was saying, I read this and I'm like, well, I'm not a farmer. Like, what does this mean for us? And that's, the, that's a great question, and it's really a great question about all of the Torah. Like, what does it pertain to us, even the things that we can't do? You know, like something like tithing, you know, if you really want to go letter of the law for Torah, we can't do it according to Torah. There has to be a priest. There has to be a temple. We have to be going up to Jerusalem on the holidays. There's a lot of little things about tithing, but it doesn't mean that the, the spirit principle behind the 10% being God's holy portion, set-apart portion, it doesn't mean the principle doesn't, is not alive today. Like, we're not giving, going to the temple and, thank God, bringing animal sacrifices to the temple, right? We're not doing this. So much of the Torah is about, you know, if you do this, you can bring this animal to be sacrificed. You do that, you bring this animal to be sacrificed. We're doing none of that. We're doing none of that. But the principle applies that within us we have this animal nature and we have to bring that animal to the altar every day to get slain. So even though some physical things about it don't apply to us, the spiritual principle applies. Do you understand that? So how does the spiritual principle of this apply when you let the land rest is your side of the deal, and God's will say, I'm going to yield a triple blessing. Three years of blessing all in one year. The key to that is the, our part of it, which is to do nothing. Now, let me speak this over you in the areas that you are tilling, in the land that you are keeping, 
in the parts of your life, your house, your marriage, your children, that you are sowing and sowing and sowing and trying to get a yield and trying to get a produce out of it, and it's not coming up. The Shabbat principle, it's a Shabbat for the land, is that when you yield to the rest and do nothing, God can do much, much more than you can do. The spirit of this thing is that man can only plant so far, but there is a time that man has to stop and let God do an incredible miracle, triple blessing. But it requires hands off. I tell you, in the, in, the, in the fields of our life, in the lands of our life, where we're sowing and, and pruning and, and trying to do so much, I'll tell you, we've tried so many different things. I'll tell you one thing we haven't tried. Nothing. But that is the radical faith that this Torah portion asks for. That is the radical faith that moves mountains. To say that my efforts can only go so far, so I am going to give this, I've done everything I could, I'm going to stop doing anything in this situation for one year. No soup for you, one year. One year off. Can you imagine if whatever it is that you're, you're planting and planting and trying to get a yield, if you said, I've done everything that I could do. My, my work has, it can't go any, and this goes completely against the natural world because the natural world says, if something's not working, re-strategize. Re let's, let's, let's have a meeting. Let's figure out what's going on here so we can redirect our strategies and come up with different tactics of how we're going to fix this thing. The kingdom mentality is whatever you do, you can only go so far and you got to hand it to the baton, to, to God, and walk away. Because God will do so much better. The key to unleashing that triple blessing in your life is hands off, do nothing. The power of letting go. The power, the power that has yet to be unharnessed. The power that is yet to be unleashed is realized by saying, I've done my planting. I am letting go of it. One year. No cutting, no planting, no reaping, no gathering. Leave the thing alone. And now, God has his Shabbat, and the Lord of Shabbat can do things that you could not do, and you can't do if you re-strategize. This is so, do you understand? This is kingdom mentality. This is kingdom mentality. This is not worldly mentality. But we are not of the kingdoms of the world. We are of the kingdom of God. We're of the kingdom when he says you have faith this, this big, it'll move a mountain. This is the faith. This is, this is the act of faith that will move mountains. Doing nothing. And I ask you this. If you have all your hands off of it, 
but you're still obsessing about it in your mind. Is it really hands-off or not? I'm telling you right now that hands-off also means stress off, mind off, because obsession is this spirit of control. It makes you believe that you're actually doing something about it. If you obsess about a thing, even if you're kind of doing nothing with your hands, your mind is tricked in thinking that you are affecting change. So I'd argue that if you are stressing about the land, you have not really been hands-off. God wants hands-off, stress-off, mind-off, leave it to God, and that will unleash triple blessing. And this is so important to God. It says that when the children of Israel were actually kicked out of the land, it says, and now the land would be able to have its Shabbats. This is very important to God, that the land has its Shabbats. It lays fallow so he can do his thing. So hands off, heads off, hands off, heads off. What does Yeshua say about it? Well, somewhere in those words that make sense to a little child, even if you don't understand it, he said, you know what? This kingdom of God that we're in is likened unto a man who plants some good seed. Anybody plant any good seed in their life and they're just waiting for that good fruit to come up? Anybody planting some good seed? Yeah, I'm planting some good seed. This is good seed. I'm planting some good seed. This plan of mine, this plan of mine is really good. Ah, it's good seed. But then while the planters were the workers were sleeping, the enemy came in and planted some tares. The wheat and the tares. Not that kind of tear. And then the, 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 the workers go to the owner and they say, Where, we planted good seed. Where did this come from? We planted good seed. Where did this come from? And the owner says, well, an enemy came to them. So they, so they said, what do we do with it? Do we tear it out? Do we work to take out all this bad stuff that's in there? And the owner said, leave it alone. If you start to pluck it out, you're going to pluck out the good stuff with it. You're going to pluck out the good with the bad. Oh, I don't even need to redirect this message to how much I see in society we're so focused on the bad, I think we're plucking out a lot of good. Oh, I don't need to redirect the message and how we are so focused on the evils of the world that we're neglecting the good. We're, we're, we're choking the good because we're so focused on the bad. Well, I don't need to direct that message like that like I just did. You're welcome. But Yeshua is saying, leave it alone. Leave it alone. I got this. What situations are in your life that you've worked the land, but you have not given it its Shemitah Sabbath year? Hands off, heads off. What part of yourself that you're like trying to fix and trying to fix and trying to fix and trying to fix and you kind of have to, you have to realize that this part of myself, I don't have the strength to fix. So I'm going to stop trying. That's a little bit hard to understand because we, we never stop trying to like fix ourselves. 
But I'll tell you something. I've had people come to me and says, you know, I tried to quit smoking. 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 You know what my advice to them is? Stop trying to quit smoking. God will take it away from you in his timing. If you don't have the strength to do it, then just smoke away. And then, you know, because what happens is if, if, you're, if you're trying to, to kick this habit and you just don't have the strength to do it, now you are under the weight of guilt. This is a hard saying because people are like, no, what are you talking about? I shouldn't be, I can't stop working on myself. So I'm just going to let that permeate where it needs to permeate, that there are places in our lives that we are just busting ourselves up with work, and God wants you hands off yourself. Give yourself the Sabbath, re- the, the Shemitah, the Sabbath rest for a year, and let God do a miracle. And I can tell you, even in my own life, there has been things that I was doing, and that behaviors that I was doing that I literally could not stop, and I had to get to the point that says, God, I'm going to stop trying to stop. And then a year later, it just stopped. So I'm going to just sprinkle that over you and let, let that permeate where it needs to be. I believe that this is a word from the Lord for you, that there is a triple blessing for you, triple blessing for you. But it requires you to recognize that the land needs to lie fallow. The land needs to rest. You have done everything you can do. You have gone as far as you can. Any more work in this situation is actually a breaking of Torah. It needs to have its rest and let God do exceedingly and abundantly above all that we can ask or think or hope or imagine. The problem with all that we can ask and think and hope or imagine, that's our own brains. And when we try to resolve the situation according to our own brains, we leave out to him who is able to do above all of that. No eye has seen, no ear has heard, no mind has perceived what the Lord has prepared. Father, we want to enter into not what our minds conceive, not what our eyes can see or our ears can hear, because that's human, that's, that, that limits you, Adonai. But we want to see what, what, what no eye have seen. We want to see what no eye has seen. And in this Torah portion, we learn that the key to unlocking it is to do nothing and let God do a miracle. He is the Lord of Shabbat. It ain't just a day to come and celebrate. It's his day to do miracles. So, Father, I speak this over, Lord God, to everyone here, for those who are here to, to, to receive what you, what you have, Lord God. And if this speaks to anyone's heart, and I know it will, I know it does. Father, this is a, an amazing act of faith, so much so that historically the children of Israel just never kept it. That's one of the reasons that they had to get booted out. And it even says late, much later in the Chronicles, in the land experienced its Sabbath, Sabbath rest, that it wasn't keeping when Israel was occupying that land and was living there. So, Lord, I know that this word is meaningful to all of us, that there's, only, there's limits to what we can do as human beings. There's only so much that we can be. Like it was said when we were honoring Ibiya's brother, there's, only, there's a time that we could even have to stop praying. And it's okay. 
there's only so much we can do, and it's a blessing to hand it to God 100%, 100% hands off, and set yourself free. Remember, this, this Shemitah year is not just a, a, a rest for the land. It's a rest for the farmer because he doesn't have to do any of that. So, Father, thank you, Adonai, for this, for this word and for your reality, your kingdom reality, which, which transcends earthly reality. And, Father, we ask you and we believe with the little faith, because Yeshua said all we need is a little faith. We, we, just, we ask, Lord God, that for that little faith to recognize that even though it's challenging to be hands-off, even though it goes against everything we want to do, to continue to sow, to continue to try to fertilize and to get some yield out of this thing. It goes against our natural grain to just stop. That's your kingdom reality, Adonai. And we learn that today. And our hands off is the key to you unleashing triple blessing. We acknowledge it. We receive it. Help us, Adonai, to go even beyond what our ancestors were able to do. Every generation does. Help us, Adonai, to go beyond. In Yeshua's name, amen.